Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Camille Walker, who's a life and business transformational strategist who works with mid-career entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to identify their unique genius and purpose and create a low-stress but profitable business. Beautiful. Who doesn't want that? Low-stress, profitable, tick and tick. Camille, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you really love working with? Well, let me tell you where I am with my business. I'm evolving, I'll say. (laughs) And um, that's, that's really where I am. I'm evolving with really speaking to women, specifically about 98% of who I work with are mid-career women. They've worn a uniform of likes, I call it, like lawyers, uh, nurses, teachers, whomever, and they're looking for more meaning in their life. And so I'm just looking to connect with more women in that space. But I also, here's my real challenge. So I've been able to connect in that space, but now I'm working with women who they have the ability to monetize their genius. They know what they're doing. They've now reached that, oh, I can do this, Mark, whether it be $100,000, some of them are now half a million dollars. And so I help them really overcome their barriers. So I'm looking to connect with more people that are in that space. In other words, they have come out of the gates, they think they're doing fine, and then they hit a barrier. Mm. And that's where my business has hit a barrier, believe it or not. I love that. And it's, I think it's so true that we have the visibility of all this. I mean, the knowledge that you have, the way that you help people is fantastic. But to acknowledge that I'm also going through this stuff and you can start to see these things happen. And there's no judgment or guilt around that. It's like, we're we're all evolving. We're all changing as entrepreneurs and business owners. So um, I I love that you can, you see that in yourself, bit of tongue in cheek and a smile on your face, but also... Yeah, this is this is what it's all about. So yeah. with, with the women that come through into your world, what is it that you find you know, time and time again, you have to help them to, to work through or overcome initially so that they can work with you effectively? Initially, it's around worthiness. That's That's the biggest challenge I see when we come in, especially mm. it's one thing to work on a, Uh, in a career where you're told what you'll be paid. Yeah, you can negotiate, right? But for the most part, when you come into your own business and you're selling yourself, 
all of a sudden you realize, okay, am I really worth this or not? Mm. So that's the, that's the biggest barrier that most people have. So that's what we work on first, believe it or not. I started out thinking most of us have a business problem in terms of how to grow a business. What I've since learned is, no, we really have a mindset problem around who we are and how we show up. And so mm. that's where we start the work. So it's, been, it's a bit of cleanup work, I call it. <laughs> cleanup. So you get come in here and be like, okay, you, you're trying to do this thing, but the fundamental part of a business, especially of a flourishing new business, is, is it is the business owner. It is the entrepreneur behind it because <laughs> good things, bad things, it can derail us. It can just shift us off course. And it is so easily done. Yeah, and it's so irritating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't see it. Like, I can't see my own stuff. Think about yeah. it. You have mental blocks or barriers or even blind spots. I can't see it. Even though in my office right now, I have questions like, Camille, what are you resisting? You know, my mind will tell me, you're not, re I'm not resisting anything. I'm fine. <laughs> so you go straight to, again, protection mode. It's, I don't want to see that. I want to avoid that because it saves calories. It keeps me safer. Um, mm -hmm. And right now it's comfortable. So let's just stay where we are because, oh, let's not rock the boat. So exactly. this is, isn't it a fun and game to be coaching people through the exact thing that you're doing? you get the inside scoop. And also, I guess your clients, they get like firsthand information of, hey, I'm going through this, or I've tried this, or here's something new that I found has really helped me. And then by association can probably help you. Try it out. Right. Yes, it is. It's ironic. I thought it was a bad joke from the beginning. I thought, why would I build a business around something that has been my greatest Achilles heel? When I thought about that, that's like, that's really odd. But it has been the greatest source of joy once I figured out that, say I didn't have this experience and say I didn't have blocks and barriers and blind spots, mm. then I would be the person to really understand what my clients are going through. Yeah. So tell me about that, the moment for you, or was it a series of moments or was it one pinnacle moment that you hit and was like, oh my gosh. I need to change. I need to pivot. This isn't right for me. Yeah. Well, so I was practicing attorney for over 20 years, and but I did a lot of um, training with attorneys. So pro professional development training, and I loved it. And I thought, you know what? When I get a chance to pivot to the next chapter of my life, I'm going to choose to do that, right? I love training. Mm. I love people growing. And I thought, I've already built a law, law practice. I have a background in business. I grew up the daughter of an entrepreneur. I know how to do this. But the minute I stepped into that transformational space, fully where it's just me, that's when I knew. So I, I hired a coach, good business coach, had all of the tools, had the right strategy, and then I hit a wall. But I thought, I'm pretty smart. Like, I don't get it. What's wrong with me? And Ooh, let's, I, I want to pause you there because that that is critical. You had all the strategies, a great coach, all the strategies, all the practices, all the right things for your business. But you were still filled with what's wrong with me because it was the implementation. It was how to put it in. But so I, I love 
hearing that because it shows there's there's more to it. Yes, we do need to pause there. And most business coaches don't necessarily understand. Mine didn't. She said, you don't want it bad enough, Camille. I do want it. So it made me very discouraged, but I don't give up easy. And I thought, if there's a problem, I'm going to figure out what it is and I'll be back. (laughs) So I went off and I started doing some research around, are there really barriers in your mind to doing something and started reading books and just talking to people. And finally, I found out there were blocks that had been there since childhood. When I started to reconstruct my life about showing up in public, it wasn't Mm. safe to be um, you, it wasn't safe to have an opinion, okay? Let's just put it that way, because you'll be judged. And if you're going to be judged, for me, that's a big deal, because yeah. for some reason, I don't like being misunderstood. Mm. So it was a block. So what happens if a person really doesn't want to show up subconsciously, like this is all in the background? But they're told, okay, let's go out and sell and let's go out and make calls and let's go out and speak on stages. You're, you're not going to do it. So, so you're going to find all the, all the actions that, all the faux action, all the side quests that you need to do instead. Um, exactly. Not do the right things you need to do. Finding you know, other ways or wondering what, I think I'm doing it, but it's not quite working. All these kind of things start to creep in. Right. You're pushing the paper. You're, you're, you know, organizing your desk, you're, you're doing all the things and you're really networking and you come away thinking that was great. And you didn't talk to a soul. I mean, just things like that, where you realize your activity level doesn't match. Um, but there's another phase where say you are doing the things. Okay. I got to the point where, okay, I'm going to make the calls. I'm actually going to go out. I'm going to intentionally network. I'm going to do all the things and still things weren't happening for me. Mm. So again, I thought this is very curious. I must find out where this is coming from and you have to pinpoint it. So I had to get real with myself and find the help and support and also acknowledge there is something going on. Mm. And I found out I'm not alone. (laughs) and that made me feel much better so it wasn't that I didn't want it enough I didn't know how and I didn't know what was stopping me yeah so so that's that perspective um of the the whole narrative of the whole ready fire aim or just do it there is space for that absolutely however it doesn't take into account where you are who you are what you're bringing into this and that's where some people fail and some people succeed, even though they've been given the same platforms, strategies, actions to do. So right. there's that nuance, understanding yourself. Mm-hmm. And you start to work through. So I mean, we, were, we were joking offline saying, being an entrepreneur, you, you can't help but go through a sort of personal development journey. It's almost a, it's not negotiable. You have to do this. It, 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 it tests you and moves you and evolves you. So what's, what has your journey been like as you obviously made that transition, came into coaching, started to sort of find your feet with this? What was yeah. what was that like for you personally? It was painful, Mark. I'm telling you, 
it was painful to realize there was a part of me that really did not want this. And that part were a lot of past issues that I had, past experiences in my life that mm. were still running the show, I call it. Um, you know, from being a child, being very shy. I mean, extremely shy. So much so I'd hide behind my mom so you wouldn't talk to me. I don't know where that came from, but, um, and then being forced to, well, we're going to help you out. Why don't you go and we're going to put you in a play or we're going to make you say your speech. I mean, traumatizing things that didn't work, right? And so it just fueled the fire of fear. Mm. And um, so that fear has followed me. I didn't realize the fear followed me all of my life. And because of that, now you're trying to start a business and you're going to have to show up as yourself and say your speech and sell. Mm. Sales had a negative connotation for me. And I'll tell you why, because I think a lot of people can relate. So growing up in my household, there were four of us and my mom and I are pretty much introverted. My sister and my father have the gift of gab and they never they were never quiet. They were the life of the party. Everybody loved listening to them. And so for a person like me, it's like, and then they like selling. I mean, they loved it. They could sell. My sister could sell. My dad sold. He was in business, so he sold a lot. But I always assumed that to sell, you had to have the gift for gab, right? And then you had to be this extrovert and you had to just really be on. And so I just didn't like sales. The other thing I saw in some salespeople is I saw this, I'll sell you anything, right? And I didn't like that. That went against my values. So those yeah. were all barriers that were in my file cabinet, I call it, my mind, right, that are running the show. And all of a sudden, now you're in the transformation space. You're selling yourself virtually without really a title or something to hide behind. It was really fearful, a lot of fear, a lot of frustration in that I couldn't force myself to do it mm. until I broke down the fact that there was emotions attached to it. You talk about emotional struggle, it's a struggle from within. I want to do it. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. And these things, it, it can be so sneaky because we yeah. might think, yeah, it's okay. I, I can do some social media posts. I can show up. Second you get there things can change and this is where it it appears and it, it can be tough in the moments but i mean so you you struggle with, with these fears with this visibility with being seen and then of course you you started to to do it and go through it but then that brings hey congratulations level two here's the next challenge of reactions of what people will say what people will think so maybe bolts on other things what was your journey like getting of that first fear and then hitting that sort of next level well the next level came very very quickly because as I became more um good at what I was doing like really good at um the craft that I had chosen like coaching and um, mentoring and consulting um and then charging more for those services that was the next mountain. You mean you're expecting me to pay what 
And so those reactions brought about more fear around what mm. I was charging. So I began to back down and I thought, okay, if that's not affordable, what's affordable? So I had the struggle from how dare you charge that much? Because look at the reaction. Mm. And, so I had, and then the sales portion was there, like you can't sell, so you probably are going to fail. Crumbs. I mean, again, I, I love being able to sort of pause in this moment. In in that part of your career, it's to have the the idea that sales is bad and I'm not good at sales. Plus, I'm charging too much. And I just want to help people. Helping people doesn't equal overcharging. It sounds well, the, the unique thread around all of that is just confidence. And I say mm -hmm. just confidence. Oh my gosh, it's such a massive thing because in in sales, and sales is a great word. I had this conversation, maybe I think on the, on the previous podcast. Oh my gosh, sales is an amazing word to have. It's a great thing to, to be able to do. It, it means you get to invite people into, into your world. But that confidence, you need to be the most confident person in that room. If someone gasps and says, oh, that's too much, like, great. It means you're going to pay attention. It means there's some value to this. So anyone who's listening and struggling with sales right now, that value that you have to know 100% what you have, how you help them, the transformation that you bring right, is so much value in that, that it's actually, it should be three, four, 10 times as much as what you're selling it for. Exactly. This, and that starts from within. It does. But I had to go figure that out. So that was, I took a year to do that. So yeah. I actually decided, okay, I need some help in that area. But believe it or not, I had hired some other coaches that were not very good at it, right? So they weren't able to impart that skill set to me. Mm. So after spending some money that I didn't really get a return from, what do you think showed up in my experience? The right coach. <laughs> he shows up at a time where I'm going, this is not a right time. I'm not doing it. No. And yeah. so that was my next mountain. Like, what do you do when the person is ready to be taught the teacher appears, right? Mm. So I had to struggle well, again is, within. It's the opportunities and the threats because you could have had a bad, you had a couple of bad experiences where it just wasn't quite the right fit, whether the, mm. the actual, the content wasn't quite right for you, but you didn't know that at the time. Um, right. There's a lot of things that might have happened there. Um, right. So that experience just like dating in school mm -hmm. if you have a bad experience it doesn't mean you're never going to date in, in your adult life it means you're going to move forward but it can be tough i mean i have so many conversations with people who've had bad experience with coaches and i get to help them overcome that fear with okay let's break it down let's see what it was but right. you're right when you're you weren't ready or you didn't feel ready you didn't feel like it was the right time but in reality it absolutely was but you had the luck, the foresight, the the gumption to be like, okay, uh, yes, yes, this this is the right thing for me. So, did how was it different? How was that different from the previous coaches? Oh my goodness, this person mirrored my personality a lot. They were they were just so. The first thing he said to me, I remember, is Camille. Sales is service and it's sacred. Well, you're speaking my language now. Service and sacred? I'd never heard that before. 
Yeah. So, and the goal of anything is just a conversation to find out whether it's clearly a yes or a no to move forward. So the goal is clarity. So just learning a, just a tidbit, even in the conversation he was having with me, put me at ease. So just the way I experienced him, oh my goodness, it felt like a sacred experience. And so at the you, end, it, at it the was the reframe. It was, a it was the right reframe in the the right voice, the way. Of, you may have heard us before, maybe at sort of the wrong time, but to have this reframe to change right. the whole landscape of sales, like, oh yeah. So now it means something different in your brain. And by you having that sort of visceral reaction. Right, right. Beautiful. But I spent a year and it was a struggle because I had a, a lot of other barriers about money. Uh, that I didn't realize existed. Mm. So I had to really address the fact that I had financial blocks, barriers that were built inside of me. And I was, here I was learning to charge the true value of my services because what I learned is we can never charge what we're worth. It has nothing to do with what we're worth. You can't buy what I'm worth. That doesn't change. We're all worthy. And that was a big aha. But then to charge the true value of our services, that began another mountain of, oh, my God, my pricing is too low. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> if I'm changing your life in terms of your health, your relationships, your ability to enjoy your life and your business, and you want me to charge X as opposed to Y? Well, I can't very well do that because it's a disservice to you and it's a disservice to me. So it's really all about the balancing act between um, learning that I'm worthy of whatever I say this is worth. Hmm. How, how have you changed as you approach your strangers or, or prospects? and be able to effectively communicate your value, what you bring. Because it's, it's true that some people need convincing or eye-opening or understanding what it's all about um, as you lead them towards, because you're right, sales is just about getting them, getting them to a decision. That's your first level of coaching. Get them to a decision. And if they say no, you're like, super, you made a decision. I wish you well, as long as it's the right decision for them. So right. how, how has your approach changed as you've, found this all the all the inner work has brought out all this stuff you've worked through it how has that evolved for you and how is it working now it's it's working fabulous now actually it's my favorite thing to do <laughs> i love sales conversations and so following not i don't have a script but you know i was trained in law to ask questions Mm. And I'm really good at that. And so that's what this has become as a process of learning how to ask questions and listening for the answer. And so now the part of me that I thought wasn't going to be very good at sales is really good because I listen intently and I can hear things that perhaps you're not even saying. Mm -hmm. Go deeper with that. That process has been just fabulous. Um, Again, I am not, it's not that I have arrived anywhere at all, but I'm pretty effective about having those conversations 
and knowing which people are right for me to work with. Some people are not now. So I'm now getting to the point where some of the no's were the best for me. They were people that were not ready to be committed. They said they wanted it, but they really weren't serious and they really didn't want to do the work. So if I, I would have been disappointed had they worked with me and then not gotten results, even if it was their own fault. So now it's just asking deeper questions, learning how to listen and um, knowing the value of who I want to work with now. So your your new iteration, the next transition for you as you've come, oh, crumbs, you've, you've come an awful long way. And it's fantastic to hear you know, your journey. What is what's the next barrier for you because you said at the start of this um episode that yeah where you teach your clients through like i i've reached my next barrier oh my gosh which is exciting and frustrating so what what is it for you after all you've been through that you now hit this this new level or barrier and this is the the area of focus for you i think it's sharing my work on a larger scale is a big barrier so again one-on-one is pretty safe right yeah But being on a podcast and talking to strangers and really inviting them into my world, that's the next step. Um, I have started to, I actually did a a beta group coaching program last year. Um, And that worked pretty well. But the more I think of the volume of work or the volume of people that could come through like my program, Mm. Kind of scary, like right, like can I really help that many people get a result? Will I really be effective if I'm not working one on one? That's the next barrier. Mm. So you want to reach more people, you want to help more people, and it's open up two two areas that you just said. It's how can I be seen, be visible, and be safe and enjoy on a podcast with, with strangers and going on social media and you know emailing and networking whatever it might be whatever your chosen way of attracting is and then there's once you get them it's just, it's slightly different it's the next iteration can i do this oh my gosh these questions to every single level there's always this question of who am i is it going to work fear yeah. of success because the fear of success is if it works you get more people in yeah. now you've got this level Fear of failure. So you, you've got a double whammy, success and failure. They're all kind mm-hmm. of having that gentle little dance, which is, again, frustrating, but mm-hmm. glorious and funny to see in action. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel my heart beating as you're saying it, like listening to you say that, like it really hits home. Mm. And But, you know, one of the things, um, my daughter has this T-shirt she wore in high school, and I asked her recently to buy it for me, and it says... Seek discomfort. And so I'm just going to continue to do that because I think that's the next level. Everything's about seeking discomfort. And that goes against the grain of what normally I would want to do. But I'm already out in the middle of the ocean without a boat. I mean, Ah. go back. So I might as well just keep going and even though I have, you know, this has been a struggle with the, the money piece. I don't want to minimize that. Yeah. So when you see yourself at a certain level of income and it's barely meeting the expenses, you know, you can only do that so long. Mm-hmm. And then I see my revenue go up and I go, oh, I'm here. Okay. And then, oh no, a few months, it's back down or a catastrophe happened. 
I realized again, those were sabotaging patterns. And so I'm still working through those patterns Mm. to deserve more. So you really have to like, I have a book on my desk right now that says earn what you deserve. And what you deserve is what you say you deserve. Yeah, I can't let anyone else define what that is. No, and the more people that come through, the more you earn, the more people you've actually helped. Every single dollar is someone's decision to say, yes, I need help and you're my person. So I wish you all the very best luck as you continue to grow and scale and help so, so many more people. Camille, thank you for sharing all behind the scenes of this today. It's been fantastic. Well, thank you, Mark. I I appreciate the invitation to share my experience. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Well, you can go to CamilleWalker.com, C-A-M-I-L-L-E Walker.com and forward slash, I actually have a, a free lead magnet there that they can download, sales blocks. So CamilleWalker.com forward slash sales blocks. And you can actually do your own assessment to see whether you have some blocks around sales or money or success. And that's the start of it, but that's just the awareness. But for your listeners, certainly um, there's an opportunity to connect with me one-on-one. And I have some other tools to help you assess where and pinpoint where is your block, where's your barrier, where's your blind spot, and also give you a plan to move forward and to release those. Fantastic. Well, everyone, go check that out. Go grab it, go enjoy it. And uh, yeah, Camille. Thank you again. It's been it's been so much fun. Thank you, Mark. Welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So, what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. See you next time. Bye.